the pot, not soda. And now it's time for Brett, Brian, and oh, damn! Enjoy the show. But why do we? Even I mean, she hasn't, but. She well, and this is according to Brett, so I don't know. Oh, 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 God! You got your news from Brett. Okay, this should be dead. Yeah. So Serena Williams is pregnant. Yes, she's and she pregnant. Pregnant. she we know she's December. Yeah. She wanted Grand Slam pregnant. Yeah, yeah. December. And she, about she, is and Beyonce couldn't perform at Coachella. <laughs> it's in the water. <laughs> it is. It's in the water. So, so we don't know though. Is is she? Is it Drake's baby? I don't know. That's what I'm asking. Yeah. Because the she's dated the Reddit guy like literally a week after or whatever, ladies and gentlemen, it's Pop Not Soda. Are we recording? We are recording <laughs> right now. Caught you guys off guard. I, uh, I think we were recording. I, that was actually my suggestion, guys. I think if you plan the way that you come shh, in naturally, shh, Brett, Brett, shh, don't give away our secrets. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're right. I'm the guest. No, hey, we always come in naturally. I think you'll yeah. find that that one was pretty good. We it is. Pop Not Soda, we are here, episode 12. Ladies and gentlemen, we have season guest... Three. Season 3, we have Brett, uh, guest Brent Lowry here. Hey. Like Mike Lowry. Like Mike Lowry, but I've never but seen better. Bad Boys. No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Neither has Mike Lowry. <laughs> I guarantee Will Smith has not watched either of those movies. Wait, Wait, like, wasn't Mike Lowry... Oh, he, that was Will Smith's that character? That was yeah, Will Smith's so yeah. character. Oh, okay. yeah. But Thanks. in Bad Boys, Martin Lawrence is pretending to be Will Smith's character. When he says Mike, Mike Lowry. Lowry. Yeah, Mike Lowry, right. Yeah, we are. We're getting distracted, though. Brent Lowry is here. Comedian, local comedian, stand-up comedian. Stoked to have you on the show, brother. Thank you, brother. Yeah, very, 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 very stoked. And you can sit down on this show. You don't have to stand up. Hey. <laughs> I'll be, here all, I'll be here all season, guys. Brian has been let go. Have I uh, seen just, you at some open mics? Just like just like Bill O'Reilly today, Brian has been let go. Uh, so what we're going to start with first is, uh, I think it, it was announced in the news today, 2017's most beautiful woman of the year. Most beautiful. Yeah, uh, people's most beautiful woman of the year. Not sexiest. Not sexiest. We were talking about that earlier, too, before on the show. Is there a difference between... Yeah, well, there obviously is a well, difference yes, between sexy and absolutely, beautiful. Absolutely, but are yes. they trying to just say, we don't do that sexy thing anymore? We're not objectifying. Oh, they, yeah, they're, they're Only men, separating though. themselves. We're just from saying that. beautiful. Or are they going to come out with one next month where they're like, and the sexiest one... Right, that was going to be my question. Is Has it always been most beautiful woman? I think mm. they changed it. Maybe not when you give to old ass Julia Roberts, but, but a little bit ago. But I think it all has to do with marketing, and I think it's because I think women are more likely to pick up a magazine about a beautiful woman versus a sexy woman. Right, but they'll put sexiest man because, because of the same women reason. Are also, more like yeah, it's all about marketing. It's oh, not about what crazy. message they're actually trying to get across. So yeah, uh, it's uh, what Julia, magazine sells what more you're copies. The <laughs> the most handsome man in the world wouldn't sell. Probably Copies not, unless it, was, unless it was the woman's son. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's so she handsome. Bought all of them. <laughs> he made the cover of Handsome Man. <laughs> she bought all the copies. Um, I yeah. think that uh, they did do like 50 hottest people. I don't know if they do hottest, the, yeah. sexiest, or definitely don't do most beautiful people. But that's where you might find people. And wait, we, what we were just saying was the marketing thing. Yeah, touch on that. He looked it up. Julia Roberts is coming. She's in eight upcoming movies. <laughs> so, has, but more likely, 
someone's publicist paid Julie a lot Roberts, of money. just paid enough for Julie Roberts to be named the most beautiful hey, woman. Keep an eye out for the most beautiful woman coming out in eight movies. Follow in the, next the money. Years. Yeah. Follow the money listeners. It's crazy. That's it. Like that's a, that is a good point. So Julia Roberts, she gets named as people's most beautiful. Oh yeah. We didn't even w- say woman. Right. Uh, Julia 2017, Roberts. um, which I think is a surprise. Uh, out of all, well, yeah, out it's of, a surprise. <laughs> are you fucking kidding me? Out of all the women on like, earth, sure, Julia Roberts. That's not even a dice in the hand. I saw 10, <laughs> 10, be- 10 be- women more beautiful today. Yes, at yeah. the grocery store. Yeah, I'm throwing 100. Yeah, no I'm shade throwing. on on Julia Roberts. There's just a lot of beautiful women in San Diego, and there's more beautiful women than Julia Roberts. <laughs> <laughs> but she was Aaron Brockovich. Well, okay, yes. so you bring it up, Tan. Not Aaron in 2017. Yeah, yeah. So this Aaron Brockovich. What is the date? Okay, this is a good conversation. So what? What did Aaron Brock? When did Aaron Brock- Brockovich come out? Ninety nine. Yeah, my guess is like 2000, 2001? Right around. Short around. Aaron Brockovich. Short did on that. Okay, uh, the year two thousand. Year two thousand. Oh, okay. Boom. Has she come out with anything since then? Ocean's, Ocean's Eleven. Well, yeah, she's done. Some yeah, she's, stuff. she's done a ton some of stuff. Shit. Okay, but I um, couldn't name her most recent movie or her most we beautiful had to look movie. It up. <laughs> you know, you know what she's actually in the the new Smurfs movie. She's one of the voices. If you count that as yeah, that's a, a that's role. a film credit. She's, she's, that's, she's that's, the, the beautiful Smurf, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> The most beautiful. Smurf. We're checking off like one of the well, eight movies like that Mama she Smurf. has to do for the studio. Yeah, she's like Mama Smurf. Like, what Julia. was the last thing she starred in where she was a powerful, strong woman besides Aaron Brock? I think so. I recently. I know watched, she could tell us, but I. I, <laughs> I recently watched uh, Secret in Their Eyes. Was that a porno? No. <laughs> Are you sure it wasn't Secrete in Their Eyes? <laughs> that, that I would be, rather that watch be, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but that was like Julie the Robinson. the crime film about she's an FBI agent and her her daughter's murdered, um, and they find her daughter and then she it's about like a fifteen year, um, journey to finding the killer. So they secrete the secret. No, oh, um, damn it. Oh, was it good? Uh, yeah, because she's not the main character. Oh, that's where she's keeping the guy in the cage at the end, huh? Fucking spoilers alert. I don't give a shit. That movie <laughs> yeah, sucks. Give me a break. Yeah, that movie sucks. So I, jeez, uh, <laughs> I had to cheat. Sure, because um, I'm looking at her. Somebody has to. Right, exactly. And I think the last movie where she was the the lead was the Eat, Pray, Love. Love. Eat oh. Pray, Love. Oh, Eat, Pray, yeah, Love. 2010. I mean, her movies are big. I just, I feel like that's ne- sold they're a lot never of for me. And uh, you know, you bring they up come a- every seven years. I guess <laughs> <laughs> you bring up a great point. So let's go through those movies, Brent. Like, let's go through those movies really quick. And, and have we seen them, or what is our opinion of I these mean, movies? Yeah, four of uh, four guys around their thirties <laughs> talking about Julia Roberts movies is a great way to hook listeners on a podcast. Yep, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna bait them in. I'm happy one. to be. We're, here, we're, yeah, we're about to blow some socks off. Yeah, right bait them in on this one. So Hopefully the first thing I can think of is uh, Pretty Woman. Sure. Yeah. Have we all seen well, it? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's pretty yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I think my high Good school movie. girlfriend made me watch that movie. Yeah. Great movie. Great date movie. I mean, that's probably the one that put Julie Roberts on that like Hollywood icon path yeah. that would take her 25 years later to America. The Smurfs. Most beautiful <laughs> <For sure. woman. laughs> that would take her to the Smurfs. <laughs> She's got that like Meg Ryan arc where it's like, oh, she came in whole. Well, she wasn't wholesome, I guess. She was a hooker, but uh, <laughs> the, 
the know. wholesome hooker. The hooker with the hooker with the heart of gold. Exactly. Right. Yep. The hooker so with the hooker. heart of gold. Yeah. The, and I guess that connected with a lot of women in the eighties. They're like, I have a hooker <laughs> heart. I fuck dudes for money too. But I also have morals. I guess it's okay. So they all identified with Julie Roberts and Meg Ryan and they were like, Ooh, I can be like look like it was that lady in the streets, but bad girl, like sexy freak in the sheets type thing. Mm-hmm. And uh who is that now? Who's like becoming that? I don't know. I think we became so there is no standard for wholesome girls anymore. Like everyone comes on the scene showing their tits. Uh, yep. Emma Watson. I, uh, uh, I don't mean, even know. That's a yeah. good point. The, yeah. Yeah, Have you heard I'm of the like fappening, like, Dan? I mean, I, no. <laughs> that's, completely that's a stupid different. question. That's completely. Of course, different. you've heard of the that's fappening. completely. I'm pretty sure we talked about it. But I mean, yeah, like it's but a that, good point. Like, yeah. who is portraying themselves as that clean character? Right now, yeah, I, well, they I, start. So, I mean, I can think that we'll bust open that envelope. Like, there has to be people like we are not the crowd to pull them out because there's right. women uh, yeah, who yeah. are like, "What about Kate so and so?" And what about Emma Watson's top? Emma Watson's top. Natalie Portman too. Natalie right. Portman is because who she has already seen, said she wouldn't. Yeah, she hasn't lied. But we've se- we've seen some young girls who have had that image. You know, your Hannah Montana, your Selena Gomez, and then they turn Shailene Woodley. Right, and it was never shocking to anybody who... Okay, it was shocking to their fans and the parents who were like, oh, maybe she'll stay wholesome, or maybe she'll stay Hannah Montana when she's 21. But then they all... Anyone older was like, oh, yeah, she's twerking on some guy's dick. Yeah, I saw that coming. To me, that was was as surprising as finding out that uh, Kel was hooked on crack. I mean, it was it was the same like you, I, orange soda was yeah, code like, word. Okay, I believe you like, mean I, orange soda. Yeah, orange soda was just a code word. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, but so it's all pretty woman's fault. That is that what we're saying? Yeah. Oh yeah. So pretty woman. It's all pretty, pretty woman. So pretty woman. The next movie I can think about though is Sleeping with the Enemy. Yep. Any of you guys seen that? Yeah, we had to watch it for like a counseling class. Did you really? Yeah, because it's about domestic abuse. Was she in a movie the called most Hollywood <laughs> version of it? The I, guy like comes back from I mean, like I didn't just I didn't say I liked it. I just said that we had to watch it in a counseling class. Who does <laughs> sh- what is a shitty counselor? What was the Dan? context? Like, it was because it, it it's because the teacher is lazy. Violence, and it's, it's, <laughs> it's an obsessive yeah, like, husband that comes back yeah. and she moves into another. It's it's never been done before, Brent. Uh, she moves into another city. Um, escaping like an abusive husband and then the abusive husband somehow tracks her down and uh, what year was this uh 19 obviously like if that happened, yeah. okay so then it was like oh no he found her but now it's like oh yeah no shit <laughs> right he fucking googled her, right? yeah <laughs> she tweeted with her location right. on. she checked in at the starbucks <laughs> down the street yeah. he's had her tagged since <laughs> they started hooking up <laughs> literally he's had something on her like a yeah. like a dog I mean, <laughs> right. Well, yeah. speaking of hooked, um, hooked. I mean, oh. that's, you know, was that next one? Tinkerbell. She was in, she was in, yeah, she's hooked. Tinkerbell. Oh, great. Great. Yeah. That was where she really caught. So she had their moms already. And then she got the kids. And then they were like, oh, the moms were even more like, oh, Julia. <laughs> <laughs> she can strip and she can fly. She Magical. can strip and she can fly. <laughs> she's the hook. I mean, she's the Tinkerbell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a very, very good Which yeah, Tinkerbell is like kind of a, there. Yeah. Kind of a. Kind of a hoe too. So I mean, they put, well, just for one guy. I, I think yeah. that's maybe in some of the Although, played out fantasies right. a little bit, but <laughs> we don't we don't know what was going on with the Lost Boys. Oh yeah, but you before know. Right. before uh, Wendy showed up, we exactly. didn't know. There was a right. lot guy, of time that Peter was gone. <clears throat> yeah, do you guys want to hear a good story? Uh, the guy who played R- Rufio, Rufio, 
he's he's two years ago i was at ucb watching some improv show and he was their guest um and all these improv professionals like had rufio go tell a story and then they would use his story to like play an improv game and his story it was awesome he said that when he was on the set he was a virgin and um <laughs> the whole time that he was on the show like insider wh- scoop what's right this here. guy's name uh who played who played rufio no 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 the the not who played hook Hoffman. Hoffman. Dustin, Dustin Hoffman. Hoffman. He stays in character the whole time, like even when they're not recording. Oh, yeah. He's oh, like a Daniel like Day-Lewis. So with the kids, yeah, he's a method actor. So he's a hook, and he talks to them like, hello, Rufio. Like, you know, that's how he talks to them on and off stage. And so Rufio was a virgin <clears throat> for most of the time that they were on this set. But then one day they weren't shooting, and like he that weekend he got laid for the first time. And... He like walked up and Dustin Hoffman was recording a scene and he looked at him and, he, and Dustin Hoffman went, Rufio, getting some I see. <laughs> <laughs> and that was it. Like he knew that Dustin Hoffman knew he had this glow in his eye like he had just had sex for the first time. And so that, if you're wondering what was happening to Lost Boys, <laughs> that's a good story that stayed with me. From yeah, the, from I don't think I will ever see Hook. The same way yeah, again. Right? I always like, wanted to rewatch Rubio. it and see if you can see because you know they don't shoot him in order. Like the character change yeah. of yeah. Rubio. You can see like, like if the, there's only scenes that he shot on the ship, but like maybe in the beginning he's got this real big smile and he's trying to play this downtrodden <laughs> guy. You're like, oh, this is post Rubio getting laid <laughs> for sure. I mean, he's got swag the whole movie, so <laughs> maybe they saw maybe that like, and they were right. Like, let's Ooh. re-record all this shit, right? Ooh, you know how fucked up Hollywood is. Maybe they were like. The director was like, Rufio doesn't have enough swag. We need a 16-year-old like girl that's going to you know, take his virginity. That's how that's how that's Hoffman, Hoffman works. knew that's about it. That's how Hoffman works, knew yeah. about it, too. And then he, so Rufio's like, I just got laid. But really, it was just for the movie. Hoffman's yeah. corral. Producers were like, we're putting millions into this. Somebody get that kid laid. He needs <laughs> swagger. Oh man! And then Dustin Hoffman knew just because yeah, he, he oh my god, god. the budget the is expending that that was out of his budget. Was he a producer on yeah. that? I think he might have been because honestly, or Spielberg. Spielberg. Or he just made it, it happen as Hook <laughs> off the set, you know, <laughs> as in character, right? Yeah, yeah. He just was so. I need a valid enemy. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, he always thought he credited it to Dustin Hoffman's just being a good per- person reader. But yeah. maybe Dustin Hoffman was just in on it. He's like, yeah, I know. It was my niece. That, that did. <laughs> <laughs> she was a plant. <laughs> the best $300 ever spent. Yeah. Julia Roberts. Thank you. Julia that. Roberts. So next movie I yeah, think that is. That would be Pretty Woman's Fault. Yeah, Pretty Woman's. She pretty Woman's Fault. Runaway it, it, Bride, right? Runaway yes, Bride yeah. comes up. Runaway Bride. Um, is that with My Richard, Best Friend's Wedding. Richard Deere. Yep, another gerbil. one. I know, well, I just. I wouldn't have thought of this unless I just saw it. Uh, but. I think an underrated movie, Conspiracy Theory. Oh, that's a good one. With Patrick Mel Gibson Stewart. And, pa- and Patrick, Patrick Stewart. Stewart. Oh, He's that's the, like the wheelchair scene, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, That's a good movie. That's kind of violent. Surprisingly yeah, it's violent. It's really weird. Yeah. It's super really weird. Really weird. Yeah. And then she starred in a was lot that, of the Oceans movies. Sorry. Oh, of course. Was that um, Conspiracy Theory, was that pretty mainstream or was it? I didn't see that one. I, I think it was wide release, but it okay. wasn't yeah. like. It's like late 90s, 90, 97. Because if we're sticking with this theme, Runaway Bride. It's like what ninety eight, yeah, 
front. Probably away about that. Front. Yeah, Rupert Everett was big. Ninety nine. Yeah. Ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. So you get these like these ten years later, the same women. New that, generation of women. But it's no. She's always been connecting with this same, same woman. It's it's the, the woman that's about her age, and that was kind of like wild, but settled in and had these like feelings about settling down. Yeah. This is like the end of. So ninety seven, my best friend's wedding. She's in. <laughs> so she's ninety eight. Well, she's a stepmom. Person. Stepmom. Oh, she's stepmom. So, she's so close. Ninety nine. Notting Hill. Oh, oh that's a good one. And then Runaway Bride. Yeah. So she's so all she's grown just, up. Her whole role arc has just fit like yep. that type of woman, and when she's ready to play. So so now we could probably predict what. She's gonna be like getting. And then she was she's getting, gonna be playing a woman who's getting divorced and having to like find her herself. Because and that's kind of what Aaron Brockovich was. Well, I was just gonna say because I mean, oceans. You know what I I call just Julia Roberts being a straight gangster. No, <laughs> that's what you know. Like the next five years is just she's like just a cutthroat gangster. No, that'd be, I'd be that, would be, I would that would be sick. That would be sick to see it. Like, from now? She's like the head of the mob. Or like 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 it always goes up the chain. So like, and then how you're like, like she like heals. She's like Penel- Roberts, like, like how Penelope Cruz was in like Savages. Kind of like that, yeah, exactly. Like where the femme fatale, hmm. but but you don't see it so obviously at the beginning. It's like at the very very end where it's like, this is the one up the entire chain. Don't you think she's the ship sailed on that one? Yeah, I think she's uh. gonna be. I think she's gonna take the more like Jodie Foster route, right? Where she becomes like protective the, mother, yeah, like the or she could be like the evil executive or Fincher territory. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't. I see her always playing like this. The, the woman you identify with, rather than the one. I mean, not you. Like the, not not the contrasting <laughs> woman that. I mean, she could polarizing. probably as an actress, she's talented enough to play those roles, but I think. As Americans, we're uncomfortable seeing Julia Roberts play anything other than like that motherly, right? Right now, like person that you can trust. Yeah. Um, but I, I didn't see Smurfs. So <laughs> <laughs> has she ever been a villain? I mean, I she's don't, she, she no. was part of a heist in Oceans. But that's but that's the protagonist. <laughs> I mean, she's a hooker. Why does that make her a villain? <laughs> she's a that's the illegal Dan. Uh, the Mexican, she's stealing guns. Mexican, Again, you're not answering the question. Has she ever been a villain? Is my question. No, mirror, not really. mirror. She's the queen Any, in Mirror, Mirror. Oh, Any? okay. There you go. She's she's the evil queen in Mirror, Mirror. Oh, yeah, oh. that's okay. that's the only the second word. The second Tarsum, terrible Snow Tarsum White movie. Singh's version year. of uh, yeah, yeah. I'm sure everyone saw that and was very, very. She's got um, good people around very, her. Yeah. This movie. <laughs> She's, she picks her spots. I'm pretty well. sure like Army Hammer was in the movie too. Like that's just, yeah. but eight movies coming Guys, out at the we same have time. Gone yeah. Too way, hard on, Ju- on Julia Roberts. We've, we've gone, gone way too long. She appreciates it. Yeah, she does. I think she's yeah. going to tune in on this this episode. I mean, actually, we had um, to give the most beautiful woman of 2017 some, some due time. Yeah, and we we Defining have our it, own not the most resident sexy, Julia Roberts film expert here. Yes. Oh, Brent. yeah. I was lying. He broke it down. I was lying. About it. <laughs> uh, but I did have some. That's the whole I, reason we had Brian you on. You I came right. up with some good insights. You did. At, you, on the fly. Yeah, Brian yeah. and Brent had the most. So like, no one checked his work. resume. Yeah. Like, best commentary says, on the entire thing. I would not test you two on a Julie Roberts quiz. <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> yeah. No, not now. I mean, yeah, shit, yeah. man. Yeah. So I think the last thing that we're going to talk about before we go into break is Guardians of the Galaxy came out. What's that? 
volume. Nice. Well, it's a Marvel well, it movie. It's it, yeah, the, the it has not come out yet, but uh, volume two, the soundtrack just got released. And uh, is that holy what it's called? Holy crap! Well, I think part of the biggest thing about Guardians was the soundtrack. For real? Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, it's it, like a nostalgic feel. It's like seventies and eighties. It like, it kind of reminds you of what your parents grew up with. Um, uh, can, Elv- can like someone, I'm gonna pull it up. I yeah, guess. yeah, yeah, yeah. They have like um. I mean, I'm trying to think so, of a lot. I mean, Red Michael Bone, Jackson. Michael Jackson, Redbone, um, David Bowie's, Bowie's on, on it. there. Uh, yeah. There's some really great songs, and it's a main driver in the movie. Too. So then when you're re-watching, the, when you're listening to the songs, you remember those scenes. And, exactly. And, yeah, okay. Exactly. And I don't remember a movie that's really nailed down such specific soundtracks to specific scenes as well as uh guardians did wow so since that first soundtrack got so much hype the way that they're plugging the second movie is they're releasing the full soundtrack so you don't even know you're like oh how does this fit in this movie exactly and they're you're doing wondering it before the, the movie yeah so they, they should really- just throw in one scene to tr- one song that's not in the movie to tr- fuck with people they're like <laughs> how did they get chumbawamba out- why is straight out of compton in this <laughs> I'm a Barbie girl. Oh my god! <laughs> Just to fuck with people. Yeah, god, that'd be so terrible. Well, so I mean, that's that's one thing. Yeah, I mean, I think that's why it's such a big deal that this is released because as you look, I'm looking at the soundtrack for uh, the second movie right now, and. I mean, just the song titles, so not the bands, but Mr. Blue Sky, Fox on the Run, ELO, uh, Lakeshore Drive, The Chain, Bring It On Home to Me, Southern Nights, My Sweet Lord, Come a Little Bit Closer, Wham, Sham, Shangalang, Surrender, Father and Son, Flashlight, and then Guardians Inferno, uh, which is featuring David Hasselhoff. Shout out to the Oh, He does music? Oh, Are yeah. you serious? He's know. like Germany's number one. I mean, no bullshit. Like he's Germany's number one selling artist of all time. Like Germany fucking loves wow. David Hasselhoff. It was like a running joke in college that we would play his greatest hits album, like on repeat. Nice, and it was good. It was it was good. Yeah, nice. like we did it at a joke at first, but then we listened to it so much. Like this next kind of good. Yeah, that's all happened. To, to Hasselhoff, right? It's like Barney's song. They pay a lot of money for the rights to all these songs. Like, I mean, it's small in scope of what their budget is, but they're like they put a significant amount of their budget to. They're gonna pay top a dollar lot of royalties, yeah. a lot of royalties for, sure. for a lot of songs, and I think that that's one thing that we're really excited about with Guardians of the Galaxy. Britt, you brought a, you brought up a good note though, and that's what we'll end this uh, segment on is another movie that spent a lot of money on a soundtrack that didn't seem to go too well. Suicide Squad. Triple X. It's on yeah. HBO right now. Well, Suicide Squad's actually good because it has a lot of original songs. <laughs> really? I heard Jack White. I heard. I heard a ton of I, – I heard probably 10 songs in the first 25 minutes. Purple Lamborghini, bro. Yeah. Well, every time they introduced a character. A character was a new song. They yeah. to play a new song. And it's it's terrible because it's set against a oh, are terrible you talking about movie. In the movie? Because I'm talking about just the soundtrack to listen to is good. Oh, oh okay. I'm sorry, sorry about that. I, I was confused by your question. Yeah, my like, bad about They that. actually have a good soundtrack. Watching the movie. Because I think that's called a score of the movie. Is, is no, not the score. I'm not talking about the score. There is no score to the movie. <laughs> yeah. What are you talking about, Dan? There is no score to the movie. It's Zack Snyder produced. There is no score to the movie. Um, it is all soundtrack. They got Jack White in there. Um, a bunch of Rick bands. Ross. Rick Ross. 21, 21 Pilots. Holy I mean, that's, crap, that's, man. I, like, that's a good song. You're talking about Suicide Squad? Yeah. Suicide Squad. Yeah. Heathens. Oh. 
Heathens is a good song. Yeah. I like uh, Sucker for Pain. But, oh, yeah. yeah. But uh, I didn't see the movie, so I can't speak on you don't like, need what to. it did for it. it yeah. There's no but need. I can say, if we're talking about soundtracks and being letdowns, the only thing I can think of is that when Great Gatsby came out, oh, they that did that. Too. They did that with all Jay-Z yeah. songs, and it was so weird. It was so weird. There, I got that they were like making... But it was a weird statement. It didn't fit. You're like this move. This book came out in the 1920s, right, or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Why is Jay Z rapping? <laughs> no jazz. No. And then nothing. Well, it just seemed like they, a they, weird they way. To, to, like they changed some songs and put them against a big band, as well, so that they could fit them into that era, which is pretty interesting. It was a it was a different take. It doesn't matter. Do the they All played it, straight up Jay Z as they're driving down the fucking highway. Right. Yeah, All did. it did was took me out of the movie every time. Yep. For sure, yeah. Because you know what it reminds me of is like I think the same movie he did along that lines, which was uh, Romeo and Juliet, where they have guns and they're right. using the original Shakespeare dialogue, but it's <laughs> yeah. all like in the early '90s with Leo and uh, the, yeah driving cars and guns and shit. That sh- that yeah. mo- whole movie uses the original dialogue. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's it's, I mean they it's cut the yeah. original we, dialogue. Let's not it's shit every, on that movie. Baz Luhrmann's a good director. He, I gotta watch. That. Shit his pants for. For yeah, uh, for Gatsby. Which? For Gatsby? Yeah, 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 yeah but yeah. um, no, no. Really, you don't you like, like it? Baz Luhrmann? No. Oh, you don't oh, like Baz Luhrmann? No. All right, we'll get. I on don't it. like Gatsby. I hate Moulin Rouge. Do you hate Romeo and Juliet? We're getting. I do. Like I do. <sighs> Damn. We I, I, a... I like the originality and the creativity of Romeo and Juliet. And then it's set in uh, Rio with, with white people, by the way. Yes. Which is also... I hate how. It's Venice It was Beach. presented. It's yeah, exactly. It's the most like cool yeah, idea. They, they use the is, aerial shots of Rio. Like everything is shot like high exposed so on that movie to make it. Conceptually, yeah. it was a good idea. Execution was not right. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Brent, well, what, how do you feel about, about the movie? The oh, sorry. I haven't seen any of those. Really? So, I mean, okay. I saw Gatsby and thought what I just said. Really, yeah. I thought like the whole time, Jay Z, get out of this. Yeah, I thought he blew. I mean, he had he had Leonardo DiCaprio. And he just made like yeah. What if like honestly? And you could do this now. You could, if someone changed that, like took the visual, and then made their own soundtrack, they could do that, right? Yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent. So I think you would make. I would love. <laughs> I would give that movie at least a second chance. If someone redid it and like took me into that time period and locked me in there and didn't play any hip hop and songs that made me think like about Damien Jay-Z. Chazelle, La La Land, or something like that, just like sinks in and is like, boom, I know exactly what the area right. is to do. This is how it should have been. Like done. we should have done this. Like just Fuck, they could re-release it. People would go watch it. Oh yeah, I mean, and it for probably Jay-Z, get for reconsidered Jay-Z. for a nomination and everything <laughs> like that. Yeah, yeah. So can, can I tell you what one of I think the last soundtrack I ever bought was on CD. Yeah. Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man 2? Because it was legitimately like a warped tour like compilation disc. It was like every popular like hardcore popular like punk like pop punk like Take You Back Sunday. Did that have Nickelback on it though, Did it? That's a great had like yellow card but it had the Killers. The Killers was on it. That's a great question though because everyone remembers buying the soundtrack like when's the last time you bought a soundtrack what's the soundtrack i was trying you to think I, I honestly was trying to think i know the soundtrack the last soundtrack i bought mine's gonna be a funny story godzilla 
ジャミロ。ジャミロ。ジャミロ。ジャミロ。ジャミロ。ジャミロ。ジャミロ。ジャミロ。ジャミロ。ジャミロ。ジャミロ。ジャミロ。ジャミロ。ジャミロ。ジ
Hope that break wasn't too long. It was actually kind of long for us. I mean, but we were, we were enjoying it. It was good, yeah. yeah. We were, we were, we're rapping. It, it's been awesome having Brent here with us today. Oh. Um, Is it just because of the popcorn? It's really, it's I was really just going to say, <laughs> I've been macking this popcorn the whole time. Can we, it's awesome. can we just hit, it, hit the ground running? Like, I know, you, like I said, you brought me here to talk about comedy, but my passion is popcorn. Dude, that popcorn is legit. Uh, I'm going to drop it because uh, I do it now. It, like, if they ever got mad at me for talking about them, that would be weird because I talk about them so glowingly. Popcornopolis, baby. Woo! Popcornopolis. Yeah, like I had some zebra popcorn, and yep. it, it has a like change a how I see Delicious zebra popcorn. Yeah. It, so what is your connection to popcorn? Popcornopolis. And uh, Popcornopolis. Well, strategic the, marketer. My, my paychecks are signed by the mayor of Popcornopolis. Holy. <laughs> His name is Wally, Wally Arnold. Does I've, he have a I've monocle? Never, mm, I've never met him. Oh, damn. I'm going to meet him on Cinco de Mayo, though. That's, well, I'm going up to corporate. I've heard he's going to be there. I'm going to lunch with his sons. One of his sons is my boss now. Um, is that a good called up to corporate or a bad called up to corporate? <laughs> I was just, I talked about this to somebody. They're like, well, worst case scenario is they fire you. <laughs> and I was like, and I go, well, that would be weird to bring me up. Right, to fire right. And the, he goes, well, just think of it like that's, the, you know, like maybe the equivalence of a, a bride calling off a wedding. And I was like, no, that's the equivalence of a bride going all the way down the aisle with everyone there and getting to the front and then telling the husband like whispering in his ear like oh i'm not doing this and then and then leaving and then he's got to stand there like okay so <laughs> this is a lot of how do i get out of here how do i get which way to the lobby you know where's the popcorn <laughs> right who's next a hey, bridesmaid who's up yeah uh so my connection to popcorn is that three years ago before i no right around the same time i found stand-up so i talk about it like a religion <laughs> um, i found a Craigslist ad uh, asking for a popcorn salesman, uh, giving away free samples at Costco, and it was the they call it the road shows, and so I started doing that in Denver, and I did that for about ten weeks, and it was just me and this other guy, and he was my boss because he had managerial experience, but like they knew that I was the one who could sell the popcorn, right? And then, but he and I just I got burned out, and I was kind of burned out on living in Denver. It was winter. I missed California. So I quit the job, moved back. And then um, in L.A., that was where I started really stand-up. Because I did it twice in Denver. But I started it in 2014 in L.A. And I was running out of money, living with my grandma. And I called them about taxes. So it was like this time three years ago. I was like, I need my W-2s. And they're like, are you in L.A.? We need people to do the road shows here. I was like, oh. I could do popcorn again. It's <laughs> <laughs> not that shitty guy out in uh, Colorado. Right, but it was part-time, and it was just like... <sighs> L.A. had so many more stores that could send me as far north as Thousand Oaks and as far south as Tustin or Laguna Niguel. So that's like a... In, that's a oh, that's, that's a huge far. territory, yeah. And you could go for an eight-hour shift. You could spend like 90 minutes there and 90 minutes back, and I was like, yo, fuck this. <laughs> I quit again. <laughs> <laughs> and so... Um, well, they, a lot of twists and turns in this story. <laughs> Dude, that's not even the last time I quit. It's, just like, <laughs> it's great. Um, so uh, they have an opportunity in San Diego where the, the manager is like, he's having surgery and 
so so I hadn't actually quit in LA, Popcorn but I, I was like, I don't, <laughs> I don't like working for the LA team. So I was still on the payroll, but I told my boss I didn't want to work for them, and they sent me to San Diego, and I started working with this guy who was like a stoner, my age, and like also pretty good at selling popcorn and we instead of like being competitive it was just this instant like teamwork we went and got high that night (laughs) he was like dude you should be my manager like you should take over for that guy and so we kind of like installed a coup of this this we drove that guy out that shit yeah i mean i hope he's not listening but Dude, the LOA never came back. Huh? We found yeah. a way. Yeah, he went. He went for surgery, and he never came back. Um, <laughs> that's usually it's usually terrible news to yeah, hear right? that. But the, yeah, it's Michael Jackson. And then oh, I came. Kanye's mom. I came back down for. Is that Kanye's mom? Died? <laughs> yeah, plastic surgery. She died on the table. Nose job, right? Uh, no liposuction. This is about popcorn, guys. Guys, we're losing. This yeah, time. I mean, this I'm, about I'm, popcorn I'm flowing, but I, I didn't want to ignore that. It was so <laughs> fucked up. Uh, so. I take over the San Diego team, start living down here with Dave, like we were just talking about. Yeah. And um, uh, for four or five months, it was probably the most fun but crazy and stressful for uh, four or five months. And we would go to Chula Vista where they spoke only Spanish. Uh, They called the store on Broadway the Chula Juana store. How how do you spell? (laughs) How do you say uh, popcorn in Spanish? Palomitas. Nice. Um, Okay. Uh, Is there varying uh, forms of palomitas? Caramel, like or zebra. Well, caramelo con chocolate, caramelo simple is that's just regular caramel. Queso jalapeno, but so yeah, that's probably the biggest seller. We went to El Centro, and that's a border town where they don't have money to buy. Five dollar popcorn. 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 popcorn, and all our sales pitches out there. It's like the middle of the summer. It's like a hundred degrees. Our zebras melting. Like our spirits are too. Do you have a zebra <laughs> mascot? No. Okay. We should. Um, it's brilliant. I can't believe we don't. Like the zebra, the zebra cream on the popcorn or no or what that sounds what's, gross what's melting? are you saying like, like what is what melting? is zebra you cream zebra dark and white chocolate so okay dri- yeah. dark and white chocolate drizzle okay but if you call it zebra cum zebra cream <laughs> <laughs> it's zebra cream we just zebra. jerk off a zebra all of this caramel secretion <laughs> and it's only five dollars a bag like, That's what, a i'm trying to you know, know where the zebra goes it, in this equation of popcorn it's just black okay. and white dog okay that's it okay okay Black and white. I mean, it, you have, if you have to ask, it's probably not for you. <laughs> so it could be five dollars. Sorry, I get a little. I get a little. No, it's uh, but about it's possessive okay. about this stuff. So we go out to El Centro, and we have to be out there. We're in a hotel because it's like 110 miles. We're out there for a full week, and it's a border town. It's they're all Spanish speaking, and they're not responding to any of our sales pitches like compra buena. Good deal. And they're like, yeah, right. It's not. We got deal. melted zebra out here. <laughs> but what we melted found, zebra jizz on some popcorn. I studied Spanish in high school, and so it started to slowly come back to me. And we learned that if you just treat these this popcorn booth like your house, and these people are your guests, and you're like, oh, try as many as you like, and they're like, oh, I just want to try one because white people 
rich white people in Carlsbad, they will already do that. They'll be like, I'm going to take as many as I want. <laughs> yeah. I want as many as I want, and I deserve this. And don't talk to me about your popcorn. See sample rules. <laughs> but Hispanics, very m- largely uh, very appreciative of, you know, they're just going to take one. And if you offer them more, they're going to be like, oh, I don't know. And But if you're very inviting and you make it a fun thing, they'll try a bunch. And then they'll just ask you, like, cuanto cuesta? How much is it? So, <laughs> me, well. and, me and Ryan, <laughs> me and Ryan, the stoner partner, uh, became Senor Palomitas, Lord Popcorn, yeah. or Mr. Popcorn, and Queso Blanco, because Ryan didn't speak Spanish. So, <laughs> that was our shtick, and it became like those miserable stores, and they were only miserable because we couldn't sell popcorn, became really fun because we could all of a sudden, and we were yeah. connecting with these people. And uh, then I asked for a raise. They didn't give it to me, so I quit. (laughs) I know. You didn't see that coming. That was July of 2015. And so I went on this. It's like an Ayn Rand novel right now. I went on this comedy (laughs) tour. got highs and lows. I went on this comedy tour with the Distinguished Scoundrels, another podcast that used to operate in San Diego. Oh, yeah. Dan Uh Bublitz. Dan Bublitz. Shout out to him. He's a brother. Second best Dan. 15 that days. Knows. For sure. Actually, that the first best he's Dan probably, I know. If and I, I work with another Dan. <laughs> he's always the worst Dan I know. But, but I might love him most. And, uh, he knows, That's fine. He knows That's fine. That. We'll trade Dan's. Um, but I had to spend 15 days in a car with him going around the country and processing why I just quit my popcorn job that I loved. <laughs> Grew a beard and did comedy just like every single night for eight months. And then was running out of money in... March of 2016, so we're caught up to okay. last year, and I see a Craigslist ad for my old job, <laughs> and I send the uh, the mayor's wife has she calls herself the crunchologist of the crunchologist, and so she uh, I is that like a paycheck title? I mean, <laughs> that's what's on the resume. Probably yeah. one, Sick, that probably one that yeah, not yeah. many people have, but yeah. there's not con- crunchologist conferences. In, <laughs> in, <laughs> Uh, Nebraska, but that's probably where they would she be. She has a PhD in crunchology. So the crunchologist contacts you, and she says, "I told her I want, the, I need, I need the job back. I'm sorry about the like quitting, and um, there's there's only one person that can do this job the right way, and it's me. So give me my old job back." And then I went to an interview and basically said the same thing, but I kept my beard, and I was like, "Obvious." The first thing I said is, "I was like." Obviously, if you give me the job back, I'll shave the beard. <laughs> and you never did. No, I did, but that oh. was like a power move for me because oh. it was like I yeah. didn't want to go in there. wired that. Man. I didn't want to go in there like clean bitch cat. ass, clean face, like because then if they didn't give me the job back, I'd be like, well, why'd I shave this beard? Yeah. At least I went in there like, come on. Yeah. And they took a shot on me. I, Queso Blanco didn't come back. I like bagged him. But then, it, oh, did he quit with you too? No, but they shut the team down. The numbers dropped. Never mind. (laughs) I was the guy to come back. And so uh, Ryan Casablanco eventually did come back for a second term. But then they shut the team down again in November, laid everybody off. He threw his papers down. Except for me. No more. They transferred me over to from roadshows to merchandising. So now all I do, I was just showing him this. Every day I go to like 10 Ralphs. And I just, I don't even deliver it. I take the popcorn out of the rack. And if it's crunched up, like from the shipping, Foley artists catch this. Spin it, and usually when there's air, it looks all puffy and nice. 
I put a new twist tire on it, put it back in the rack, and then I go sit in my car, and I'm like, I can't believe that they pay me. <laughs> that somebody pays me to do this. We got the popcorn, man. <laughs> but I love it's it. I brought you guys. It's I brought you. Dude, it is delicious. Yeah, it's it's our best seller. I bring it to, I mean, I, I could get it like probably at some sort of discount. Did you guys but sell I buy this at Coachella? This. But we should. Uh, we like, don't. It's like, no joke. There we should don't. Be, we should yeah, be everywhere. Should be Everyone I it should be Except everywhere. Except for the zebra. I think you Because ha- that'll melt. I don't know if you bring Queso <laughs> Blanco <laughs> back because he may be a liability. Or at Coachella. Just, or he just may connect with Queso that Queso population. Blanco sounds like Queso a, Blanco there was like another story a, no, yeah. he, he involved would in, yeah, in... Well, he's in, got a bit of a cocaine problem. It sounded like there was better. There's a subtle issue with Queso Blanco. But he would kill it. The Coachella, like he he would bring his like little lights and he does the rave stuff. So <laughs> he'd be all about that. Senor Palomitas would be... I mean, there were days where... You know, I was I was worn was out, but he would be like, "Come on, Senor!" You know, he would rally me, <laughs> and uh, I couldn't have done it without him. Um, but it, it's sad. I mean, no, it's not sad. Shout out to Casey what's, Blanco yeah, <laughs> right. for sure. What's <laughs> What's sad now is, I guess, doing that job is not a challenge. It's so easy that I get I appreciate it because I get to focus my energy and thoughts on comedy and stuff now, but. What I do miss is that the booth, the sample booth at Costco was a stage of its own. Mm. And so even though that job took way more out of me, it was way more stressful. It's like and, an improv show, and though. And it paid the yeah. same. I would come home from a day where we sold $1,600 worth of popcorn and be like, I just sold $1,600 worth <laughs> of popcorn. And like, yeah, I mean, people could sell way more money uh, worth of as a salesman, and my dad's always like, oh, you should try selling other stuff. But I'm like, dad, you don't get it. Everybody loves popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm senior palomitas. People come over and they, like, you, if you have organic apple juice or whatever, you have to call people. Nah, apple juice is pretty good. But like, if you have kale, you're calling people over right, and right. you're just trying to get through the end of your shift. But if you got popcorn, like, you're having a party in. Everyone's invited. <laughs> yeah, you just got to take your breaks carefully so that you don't get burned out. And I think that was why I quit a lot is because I was so passionate I would get burned out. I'm in a position now that's way more sustainable. Um, but Popcornopolis is is secondary to comedy in how I see things shaping out for me. Yeah. But it's definitely a big part of like me. I talk about it on stage. I did a show on Sunday night in Solamente Español as Señor Palomita, so it was like an all-Mexican or all-shit. I didn't Mexican know you were bilingual. Audience. Oh, wow. I, yeah. It's claro que, I, claro que yeah. si. Yeah, he speaks <laughs> English, Spanish, and popcorn. I think we should talk about that, too, because Brent, like, that's one thing, too, is you are a stand-up comedian, man, and dude, I've seen you before. You are incredible. You have you haven't seen me do. Well, you work in you work in quiz and stuff. Okay, yeah. so we met you doing got, a quiz dude, night. Dude, you got it. You got a good improv tone to you. Thank um, you. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. Like you know how to work a work a crowd and things like that. And where's where's the stand up going? I mean, where's the next venue and things like that? Honestly, oh, the next venue is Saturday at uh, Pacific Islander Brewing Company. That's a good show that Alan Henderson runs, and that's going to be. Uh, 
I think headlining is James Schrader, who just won San Diego's Funniest, and then Dan Venti, who you said you know. Yeah. Oh. Dan he Venti? Performed yeah. At we, uh, he's, we like Dan a lot. He's great. He's the yeah. feature, so I'll he's be like hosting. fourth favorite Dan. He's <laughs> fourth he's favorite. Crap, Dan Venti. Yeah, we got to start it. <laughs> How do we rank these Dan's? Um, Dan, actually, quick note on Dan. Sure. Uh, when Brett and I were, were working at Ashford, they, for some reason, <laughs> okayed a talent show. And let oh. Dan Venti this do. This is the funniest thing. They let I've Dan ever Venti seen. do five minutes. Just five. But he did. He did uh, not was, pull. This was corporate sponsored. Punch. This is literally Brent, like this is corporate sponsored. Yeah. This is a this is a luncheon. These like, are executives <laughs> in the room talking, and Dan Venti is talking about the salespeople doing cocaine in the bathroom, and it was amazing. They loved it. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody, like you know, all the they appreciate employees. The people that it. appreciate comedy absolutely oh, love yes, that. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, so he for just sure. went up balls to the walls and did his thing. Yeah, yeah. and for, uh, for only five minutes, I bet he wanted to do so much more. Oh, Dan probably had about. Oh, he could have done. You know, probably Dan probably hour, had a but... Dave Chappelle record-breaking fifteen hours it's on uh, that former employer. But oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, he could have gone. All he day. used to work there. Yes. Yes. Yeah. We oh, all, we all used to work together. Yeah. Yes. Was he still an employee? When oh yeah, at that? the time. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. At the time. Oh shit! That's why it was so <laughs> great. That's why this it was, was so nice. great. I thought you guys knew Dan and brought him in because you're like, oh, they're letting us have a talent show, buddy. You want to come get some money? And we like snuck attack him, like, no. yeah, yeah, so like he's Trojan like, horse. He went up and he's, he's like, like, all right, <laughs> I only got five. So, boss, you're gonna get all five. And then he just gave it to him. Yeah, I'm Dan right. Venti. I worked on the fourth floor. Uh, oh, so when he's talking about people doing cocaine in the bathroom, he's being serious. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's talking about. I thought he was people just, in the room yes. that he knows. Yeah, yes. I get you. Now. Like people in the seats are watching this going, "Oh <laughs> fuck, <laughs> how do you uh, see me?" <laughs> so yeah, when he says Joe from he, work, he's literally talking about <laughs> Joe out there from work. <laughs> makes sense that he is no longer there. Yeah. So, but, but I guess neither are most of you. Yeah. Right. Well, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> one sucker still in the room. <laughs> one, one proudly points his face. This podcast is one one face. third sponsored by Ashford. It <laughs> used to have a full sponsorship, but yeah. So, um, but anyway, Brent, getting back to the stand up oh, yeah, and everything. Your like big that. question, I, I like, was, where to start, man? Where did it? start? Yeah, where did you find it? Was it with Popcornopolis, or was it like way before mm, that? Like, no. were you an improv? Definitely. You do theater, things like that, man. Like that what? would be dope, actually. Yeah. If I was like, if I was like. No, nah, I was just a regular guy who just responded to a Craigslist ad, and uh, I, I was so good at selling popcorn. I was like, <laughs> I, sh- I should do this in front of everybody. <laughs> that would be funny. Um, but no, that's not how it started, unfortunately. Um, do you sneak that into your act at the end? <laughs> if anyone wants some popcorn, I got it in the back. I am got always a little black and white figure film out that shows up for 30 to, seconds. How to work that in, but that would ideally be the merch item at some point. Um, actually, my ideal merch item, because I don't want to be selling the product directly at a comedy show i don't know if that would be cool um but i want to sell a tiny sticker that says it either has my face on it or it says senor palomitas on it and it's a sticker that you buy for five dollars to put over the popcorn button on your microwave and then it comes with a free bag of popcorn so oh, that's it's like awesome. marketing wise yeah, yeah, because yeah. i think that even if 10% of the people that get it actually put it on their microwave, those people are going to have to see my face <laughs> every time they make a fucking, you know, nachos. And then it might remind them of the joke I always open with, which is the joke that I was going to plug, uh, because right now it's a joke that's being voted on in the Laugh Factory contest. Yeah, let's hear it. Well, I think, yeah, 
that's perfect uh, perfect setup so it's before e- we hear more perfect yeah before we hear it let's okay. uh know where to plug you and things like that because we'll hear it before and after you do okay the, the episode but, so uh, yeah uh the, it's at the top of my twitter right now if you like the joke or like any of these guys you should retweet it because it'll like help. They <laughs> <laughs> don't like you guys. So if, no. if you, but, whatever, <laughs> right. it's a funny joke. If you like marijuana uh, and microwaves, you'll like it. And um, where can they find you on Twitter? Brent Lowry, B R E N T L O W R E Y. Don't forget the E, because people always do E R. So it's I always say R E L O W R E Y. That's what it is. And then my Instagram is Brentography. And I've been posting a lot of like open mic videos there lately. So um, I posted a video from the Spanish show and lost seven followers. <laughs> I don't get it. Like I don't get it's, if it's everyone Trump's thought America. It's were, Trump's America. You're that's, stretching that's why. demographics <laughs> yeah. though. Like how do you? Okay, but do they think the that they were? Did they? They're like, okay, he's just he's not English anymore. I guess. <laughs> I guess he's just done. Like, why didn't they? Where the hell is this closed caption? Bear on with me for one <laughs> Spanish post, you idiot. But I, whatever. Um, I didn't need them anyways. Que lastima. <laughs> um, so. Where's the closed caption on that shit? Brentography. Yeah, I should. I should. I could. Um, and then that's that's it. I guess I have a Facebook page, but I don't know why you have like a I'm still figuring that out. Just follow me on Twitter <laughs> and retweet this Twitter. joke if you can. Um, At Brent Lowry. Yes. I always, it, tomorrow, it's the first joke that I started telling when I got into comedy that kind of like stuck. Um, I used to tell it uh, having to live with my grandma, but it's, the truth is it actually did happen in 2010 and when I was in college. But I come on, I say I'm a weed guy or something to that effect. Uh, and then I go, Last night I was so high I typed my pin number into my microwave, <laughs> and then twelve minutes and thirty four seconds later, <laughs> I melted my debit card. <laughs> People don't like it. off off the bat just the front j- jokes kind of hack just going. I was so high I melted my debit card, or I typed my pin number into my microwave. They're like, okay, that's funny. People laugh at that off the bat, kind of. But then where it wins them over is with the 12 minutes and 34 <laughs> seconds later. Right. And what I'll do is I'll throw in an act out where I like I did it, hit start, walked away. And then 12 minutes and 34 seconds later. <laughs> and then I go over and I used to say I blew up my bagel bites. Now I say I melted my debit card because it gives that visual that I, <laughs> I, I somehow like put it in the microwave. Um, and that's it for now. I mean, I always... The joke came out so differently when it was just that first joke. But I told it, I've told it 500 times now. <laughs> and it still can somehow like probably improve a little bit. And that's kind of a good lesson for any of these jokes is like somebody said they're like Pokemon. You just train them enough. <laughs> they'll get they to level, right. they'll else. get to they level get to 120. Right. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, and so that's one that I am particularly proud of, I guess I would say. And it's it's in a position right now where it could actually do something for me, which is potentially get me a guest spot at the Laugh Factory. Yeah, hell yeah. And when we when we like that too, where do we where do we go and find that joke and if, retweet it and you, do that? So it, the Laugh Factory is the one that actually sent out the tweet, and that's how they score it because there's 
49 other people. Dave Callens is one of them, actually. Oh. It's funny. There's only two San Diego comics, and it's me and my old roommate. Former podcast. That's crazy, of, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Former and, podcast uh, interview of ours. For sure. And um, he, oh, so, um, I don't need to talk about Dave more. <laughs> <laughs> Good guy, but, you know. I'm sure on the Degenerates podcast, they would shit on me, so I... Whatever, Brent, Brent, you weird. go away. This is you, weird. <laughs> this you got is weird. free reign, man. This is weird. Yeah. Regardless, uh, the Laugh Factory sent out the tweet, and so I put it at the. But they've sent out they sent out a bunch of tweets every day. So if you just go to my Twitter, it's at the top of my page, and you just can like it and retweet it, and then it'll help me score. They're taking the top ten out of those fifty, and choosing one person to go to guest spots at the Laugh Factory. It's not one of those things where I'm like. All my eggs are in this one basket, but it's a cool basket to be in right now. And I think, you know, as an, a, a local comic is just trying to take little shots that maybe make something yeah, pop. Exposure. But really what we were talking about with Zoltan is, is honestly the better focus for a new comic is just develop that process that nobody can take from you. Because all it would take is one established comic telling a version of that joke and then all of a sudden that's gone and i gotta restart whatever um right. it's about establishing the confidence in being able to come up with a punchline no matter what you're talking about how you you know they call it finding your voice but yeah easier said than done yeah yeah and if you have had trouble locating brent lowry on twitter get your shit together but if you follow any of us on twitter um or our show account that joke has been retweeted on all of those accounts. So that'll be the, you know, you already follow us. So it should already be in your timeline. Yeah, I knew you were, I knew you trouble. were just on your phone being distracted. I knew you <laughs> had to be doing something. <laughs> Thank you. Brent, I, I was, I, I was on, actually man. changing my pin number now because you just said it on air. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. It's like, damn it. We all have this. <laughs> Um, so anyway, Brent, thank you so much for coming on. Dude, man. Thanks for having it me. Was, this it was, was a blast. so yeah. rad having you on. So where can we catch you next? Like, do you have any shows coming up or anything? So this episode releases on Monday. Oh, okay. Um, so are there any episodes right. post Monday that we can? Well, it's released today, which is okay. Monday. It so works today. So then just ask Excellent. me how that show with Dan Benton. So it was great, hit, right? Hit, hit him up on Twitter. But the ask best him how thing, the show on Venti, with Venti went. The best thing to plug would be the regular, like, Every Tuesday night at the Comedy Palace at 7 o'clock, I host the open mic. And that is, I mean, I'm not going to say come in and see great comedy, but there's always somebody on stage talking. And whether they're really funny or really bad, um, I go up every three minutes and say something. You host it, right? So, <laughs> yeah. So it's kind of like, I have a co-host too, but it's kind of something where you could see, and I guess... Pete Holmes has a show now called Crashing where it's yep. showing yeah. comedy at its like primal stages or like the, the earliest stages. So people are taking crashing it on couches. Or it's a lovely show. They're a lovely <laughs> show? Is it about crashing on couches? Yeah. That's yeah. great. I honest, I haven't watched it. I don't watch enough of that stuff. But uh, maybe I don't – because I'm living it. I'm like, I don't want to watch <laughs> It's it. too real right now. <laughs> like, right. There's too many comics <laughs> crashing on my couch to watch crashing. Like That's where it's at right, right now. But that's a good thing, I guess. Um, uh, I think... Oh, shit. I mean, uh, next venue. Any, oh. any oh, other... Yeah. I lost my point. No, no, hey, open any yeah. Tuesday so. that you feel like, like your life is going bad, 
you host come to the come to the comedy palace and see 40 people whose life are going way, <laughs> way worse <laughs> that's the best plug for that um but it's true like you'll leave there and be like you know what why would i kill myself when all those guys talked about it for, for 40 minutes. <laughs> 12, $12 parking tickets, not that bad now. Exactly. <laughs> I feel like the Tommy Powell's, I think they had good chicken strips the last time I was oh, there. Oh, and that, well, yeah. those are consistently good. Yeah. So the comedy, not consistently good. <laughs> the chicken chicken strips. strips on point. Good point, Dan. Yeah. You are my saying. favorite, Dan. Yeah. Um, I advised you on, bro. <laughs> He's yeah. a Dan. He's your favorite Dan. Your name's not oh, Dan. Oh, he's my favorite. He's your favorite Dan. Yeah. Oh, I was like, get your shit Damn. together, Brett. I'm getting a little jealous over here. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I can see it. Yeah. But Brent, yes. we're stoked to have you on. Yeah, and so we can find you at Brent Lowry on Twitter. Brent at, Lowry. Uh, Brentography on Instagram, and you can search for Brent Lowry on Facebook. Oh, you, you know follow what? that page as well. Senor Palomitas has a Facebook page. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> That's that shit I want to follow. Senor Palomitas. <laughs> Uh, and we'll be plugging him on our episode too. So yes. So if you're looking for again that joke with the laugh factory, we have all retweeted it, so you can find that. And if you don't know where to find us on Twitter, you're really messing up. But you can find uh, Brian at bo and the sits one nine. You can find Brett at nieces pieces. Myself, I'm at paper champion dp. And you can follow our show account at pop underscore not soda. Make sure you have already liked and subscribed to our show on iTunes podcast that you're following us on Facebook at bat slash pop not soda official. And just like this episode, every Monday we have brand new episodes at pop not soda.podbean.com. So you're never missing out on anything again, Brent. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for the popcorn. Of course. Thank, thank you for you. introducing Dude. me to senior palomitos. If you guys hear about a, a, a podcast called popcorn, not soda, that, <laughs> it might be me. Oh, you know, our lawyers. <laughs> hey, you know, imitation's the best form of flattery, right? There we are, right there. Yeah, no, this is a blast. Thanks, guys. Yeah, man. Thanks for coming on, brother. Yeah, and until next time, as Brett says, we will see you on the flip side. Oh, he says that? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs>